This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Feminism, by definition, is the belief that men and women should have equal rights. I have never been an equality feminist. Never, ever. Because if he wants to know what misogyny looks like in modern Australia, he doesn't need a motion in the House of Representatives. He needs a mirror. I'm here to recruit men to support gender equality. So you don't think feminism is a bad word? Of course not. No, what? Girl power has longevity. G'day. You're on 21st Century (laughs) Women on Joy. Woo! (laughs) Uh, Thanks very much to the Well, Well, Well team for keeping us company for the past hour. Mm. And also Robert on the front desk. Nice to see you again. Bit late today. (laughs) Notice that. Better late than never, Malarsky. (laughs) 21st Century Women is uh, your guide to the fun side of feminism. You're with Lindsay, Hannah and Greta for the next Mm. hour. G'day, ladies. Hello, Lindsay. <laughs> but two-thirds of us are standing up today. and I can, f- can you feel the difference? Well, it's already a better show. My crotch is looming over you, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. That's inappropriate. <laughs> but Greta's full of cheese tonight. <laughs> Hang on. How did you... Oh, I signed off uh, an email. <laughs> <laughs> and she is literally the human embodiment of cheese tonight. Favourite food. Just mm. a forewarning. All right. Well, we're talking about the races tonight for the next hour. But we are talking about the fun side of feminism, as we do every week. So Mm. we will also be talking about the fun side of the races. With that being said, we want to know, have you ever been to the races? And would you go again? Text Mm. us in 0427-JOY949. That's 0427-569-949. Have you ever been to the races? Have you two ever been to the races? I've been to the Melbourne, oh no, the Launceston <laughs> Cup, mm. which I'm assuming is pretty similar. And I've actually written a rap, which I'll do a little bit later. Mm. It's a rap review of the Melbourne Cup. Well, so I'm assuming that it's pretty much the same event anywhere you go. Mm. I think so. I've never been, but I have friends who sort of went through phases of going. Mm. Yeah, I'm just not that. Do you judge them? No, not at all. It's just if I'm going to be outdoors, I'd rather just be camping mm. or at a music festival or something. Not abusing animals. But we want to hear from you. Have you been to the races? Would you go again? Saddle up and go again. Mm. Mm. So we've got <laughs> Hannah's rap to look forward to later on the evening. Woo! And we've also got uh, an interlude by me talking about my favourite horse-related TV shows. I'm so looking forward as to As a this. young person, a uh, very formative experience <laughs> for me. <laughs> I love horses. They're my favourite animals. Whoa. I <laughs> love tonight's episode already. Bovine Brigitte, that was your name back in the day. Outtakes earlier on were like, oh, you're going to talk about racing for an hour? And Lindsay was like, like racism. I, I could talk about... Yeah, racism, <laughs> that would probably be... Well. Lindsay was like, I could talk about racing for days. <laughs> we're like, we're not. We want to. We want to, but we'll yeah. stop you there. Mm. Uh. Besides the races, though, uh, there has been other news happening throughout Australia and the world, feminist-related and also racing-related. We'll stick with the feminism for now, though. My news of this week is something that I've been noticing on Twitter from a user who I follow named Lauren Ingram, who posted last night or the night before about how Twitter was blocking content under the hashtag lesbian and hashtag bisexual <gasps> tags. Because they thought it was porn or something. Or Well, uh, the funny thing is they still have hashtag gay and hashtag heterosexual oh, that's boo! still returning search results. So it's a bit unclear what hmm. Twitter's sort of stance is on this. Um, so does that hashtag carry the most bare tits or something? <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to say because you would think if it was like, if they wanted to, like if they didn't have a problem with like 
Because, mm. you know, lesbians are, like, eroticised yeah. perhaps more than... I mean, I definitely eroticise gay men, but that's me. That's my Twitter feed. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But just a theory. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I think it's just interesting, though. I think this year, in particular more so than any other year, has sort of gone to show what Twitter really values uh, on their site. Um, and Facebook. Yeah, Twitter more so than the others, I think, mm. just because mm. they obviously are making so much money off having like a certain demographic of users on their site and clearly it doesn't matter if those users are peddling hate speech Mm. Mm. twitter more like am i right you get your name back whoa later I have feminist news as well, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Remember how the other week we decided to add our own storylines into the back end of the news to really, like, turn it up a notch? I'm going to do that again. So here we go, my friends. Take your eye brain minds. This is why I said I wasn't (laughs) going to contribute much tonight. Jeez. To the top of a mountain in Austria where a mysterious wooden penis has been placed. So it turns out that in this country, where's Austria? No, that is the country. Mm. See a picture. Thanks, everyone. There is a picture. And it's a big penis. It's like huge size. I'm not convinced that that's not the Cliff's penis. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what it looks like. It looks like the Cliff has an erection. Well, this is where it gets weird. Mount Ostscher, and if you're Austrian, please correct my pronunciation, is uh, 1,893 metres in height. So that's nearly two kilometres. So that's a big climb to put a penis at the top. (laughs) But apparently there's a Finnish pastime called... uh, <laughs> really should have read this out before I started. Or, and if you have kids, block the little ears, um, Camp Cock, in which people pass the time when camping by carving wooden dicks. Mm. And so my sort of add-on to this story, which hasn't been reported, is that this was done by a group of women. Maybe uh, Are you, you know, making it up? Yep. But don't That's I deliver that well? That's no, but we've news. already you spoken. Can't just make it up. No, we've already spoken about how we could change <laughs> the news to suit our show. Okay, well, all right. So okay, I, sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I just rushed in there with the criticism. <laughs> I was like, "That's not news, Greta." So I think a group of women yeah. have created this. Why? And maybe they're going to knock it down off the mountain one day. <laughs> Something about patriarchy. Just topple it off the mountain. <laughs> Isn't this a show we'll... about feminism? Yeah. I tried toppling dicks off. Not bad. Lindsay. Not bad. I also have some Austrian news myself coming up later in the show. We're celebrating an Austrian oh, birthday. Oh. Four feminist birthdays this week. Stick around for Hope it. There's some yodeling. <laughs> you're going to know <laughs> a lot yodeling, about this yodeling, one. Because you're an expert on that topic. I am. A little bit later, though, we'll get into it. We do have, though, a game that we play every week. We call oh. it Word Garble. <laughs> we give each other little words to say, just to slip in during conversation throughout the show. Uh, if we win, you don't win much. If you lose, <laughs> you also don't lose a lot. It's you lose a- our respect because <laughs> Hannah yeah. hasn't done her work. I, well, I, I didn't two do weeks it, in a row. Two weeks in a row, and I got your ire on the way home, on the walk home, because you reminded me twice, and so I didn't get like a cuddle or anything. You just looked you just <laughs> like. So this is the second week that you've forgotten your work garble, and there was not even you weren't even nice to me. You're like catchy tram. <laughs> Bitch. Even at one point I was like, oh, we're going in the same direction, but I'm yeah. going to get on my, my... Well, what have you got and who have you got it for? Mine's for Lindsay mm. and mine is Gunt Flaps Ahoy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Gunt Flaps Ahoy. Okay. Mm. Gunt Flaps Ahoy. Okay, great. And do you want to know the terrible origins of that word gunt? Yes. It is a bit horrible, but it's apparently the joining of your gut and your unt. Yeah. Cunt. Yeah. Gunt. It's the fusion of both. Thank you, because I have friends who think it's other things. What are they thinking? I don't know, but it's that sort gunt. of mound. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a pubic It's an mound. extended mound. I have a friend with a really large gunt. Mm. When she wears bathers, it's <laughs> like she's excited to see you. <laughs> Lindsay, what have you got for me? Greta, your word garble tonight is rusty gusset. Well, <laughs> Lindsay... That's a good bum. Mm. A real theme. <laughs> I, on the other hand, for old mate Hannah, Hannah, who refuses to play word garble even though she oh, invented the game. Two time tosser Hannah. Two time. Well, that's very she much. it in. 
The alliteration that you just uh, touched on is very much in theme with the word garble I have for you tonight. It is tap the tambourine, Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Okay. That's your punishment, Hannah. Yeah, I'm writing it down. (laughs) Tap the tambourine, Timmy. Because that's the problem. The problem is the word garble. It's too long. And that's the problem each week. It's just too long to remember. Write it down. (laughs) It's down. All right. Right. Look forward to us slipping those in throughout the show. Gunt flaps ahoy, rusty gusset, and tap the tamarine, Timmy. They're all they're all very yonic. Uh, they're very vagina based, aren't they? They're they're either like I don't know, they're sloppy or they're flappy. Or they're tappy. Or they're tappy or they're gussety or they're pertaining to underpants. It's just really have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. And I nipples, really love we it. often say nipples. Nipples. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Well, tonight on the show, <laughs> we're talking about the Melbourne Cup, horse racing, horses, all of that. We want to know from you, have you ever been to the races? It doesn't necessarily have to be the Melbourne Cup, just a a race of mm. horse racing. Lindsay's <laughs> Greta's <laughs> taken her top off and, and she dressed like dressed a mime. All in black like a mime. <laughs> Sorry, just to paint you an image there. Text us in on 0427 That's 0427 JOY949. Have you ever been to the races? We want to know. First century women, women on joy. <laughs> With Lindsay, Hannah, and Greta. Every week we celebrate the fun side of feminism, and this week we're celebrating the fun side in relation to the races. I was trying to make the sound of a horse galloping, but it wasn't sexy. It sounded like a tambourine. <laughs> Like you had tambourines on, like you're wearing tambourine shoes. I thought you were about you to do well your work, garble. Oh. <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> that would have fitted and everything. Is there, like, i got to go back. Is there a positive side to the Melbourne Cup? Well, so far we've only really identified all the bad things that the mm. Melbourne Cup stands for. For example, mm. animal cruelty, big one. Gambling. How do you prove that, though? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, was like, oh. I thought I was going to be devil's ad- advocate just then, but I was like, nah. Uh, gambling. Binge drinking, consumerism, mm. walking on grass in heels, very bad, and sunglasses <laughs> and suits, awful. Just terrible. And always Oakley sunglasses. Naturally, oh. those two were my <laughs> contributions because I'm really <laughs> concerned about what people are wearing. Mm. Uh, we are concerned with keeping the fun side of feminism on this show. So tonight, true to theme, we are keeping it positive. Mm. And we thought... In lieu of celebrating a public holiday dedicated to all of these awful things, we would focus on the positive potential Mm. of the month of November and how we could celebrate a public holiday the first Tuesday of November. Why do we have to celebrate it with animal cruelty? You know what else it is a bit? It's it's very much an event that uh, sort of worships and praises wealth. Mm. You can only have a horse if you're wealthy. Really, I know a lot of people on every income gamble, mm. but I think the idealised version of gambling is you only do it when you have mm. money to do it with, even though obviously we know the reality is that lots of people without money uh, gamble because it's mm. an addiction. But also, you know, a new outfit, it's such a, it's mm. a wealth day off. But it's like which the, is a bit it's crass. The fusion of illnesses as well, like, you know, alcoholism potentially. I'm not saying everyone there is an alcoholic or has issues no. around alcohol, but gambling can also be, you know, an addiction as well. And what was it like consumerism mm. and animal cruelty and sunglasses. Sunglasses. <laughs> that's an addiction too. But like exploiting those mm. illnesses and for profit. And glorifying them. Yeah, and, and it is quite a masculine event, isn't it? It's quite like, you know, really muscular horses racing and, you know what I mean? Like, as you said, it's very wealth-centred and you've got the VIP tent and all the men on the horses. And 
giddy up. We don't need to celebrate. We don't need to celebrate the Melbourne Cup, though. Hmm. With this holiday, public holiday potential, we could fill it with something a lot more positive. For example, the Northern Territory celebrates a day called Picnic Day. <gasps> it's a public holiday in the Northern Territory, which takes place every year on the first Monday of August. Their mm. seasons are a little bit different to ours, obviously, because they have tropical weather and we don't. But we could have a picnic day in November. Sun might be out. Or we could have a Chrissy picnic. Oh. Could we? Just three of us. They're both just looking at you now. No, but I lo- I've never heard of the idea of picnic day. Mm. Or in Bermuda, they have every year on May 24th. It's called Bermuda Day and everyone wears shorts. I thought that was like you wear a triangle, like it's an Illuminati day. <laughs> Bermuda vagina. <laughs> well, maybe that could be our new public holiday. If we were replacing the Melbourne Cup Day, mm. first Tuesday of November, could be. Bermuda day. Triangular objects. Mm. Mm. Anything else? Those are good. They're really great. Yeah, well, they're two existing ones that we yeah. can sort of use as a jumping off point. Well... One that I had, what I was I was looking up just recently, is, is um, a day May Day. It's called. It's ang- the anglicised name is Beltane. So it's basically it comes from. It's based on Irish folklore, and they used to celebrate it widely in like Ireland, Isle of Man, Scotland, and it's basically a celebration of fertility, uh, but not just um, fertility in the kind of pregnancy sense, but also like fertile soil. Um, creativity, you know, fertility in like your career and stuff like that, and it was very nature centered, mm, like pagany. Yeah, so it was about um, it was about observing the cycles in nature, natural death, birth mm. cycles, and connecting us with nature, which arguably we need. I would say we really need, especially living in urban areas. I was just, I had a thought. I was waking up the other morning. I was like, we're like those kind of like the problem is. We're like those monkeys. They're in those little cages with the kind of the cement. This is kind yeah. of depressing. Those cement no, but floor, and we have no contact with our natural environment. And so, you know what I mean? Yeah, that absolutely. Surely does it has an effect absolutely on your behaviour? Plenty of research shows it does. Well, tying back into the idea of nature and being, you know more at one with the planet is we obviously have issues at the moment with the concept we've always had issues with the concept of Australia Day a day like tomorrow that is so frivolous Mm. could maybe become a day where we celebrate the indigenous community Mm. and there just happens to be a horse race that happens which has zero to do or Mm. does it even need I don't know there's a way that we could definitely a day where we can like broaden our awareness we definitely need more than a day but I think it's important obviously there are weeks and months and things that help to signify these things I think when people get a day off they're much more likely to take stock Mm. of an issue Mm. so if we were to have a day off where we were talking about the indigenous people of Australia Mm. I think that could be something that's super valuable much more valuable Mm. than um, what tomorrow signifies. As nice as it is, as it is to catch up with family and friends. Mm. You could do it differently. And cheer on some horses. Yeah. But, yeah. Could have a day you connect with nature or learn about a different culture. Because I want to expand my mind. I just have, you know, sometimes I just clang around in this head of mine <laughs> and have no new ideas. Speaking of clanging, are you ready to start rapping? Yeah. So, before you hit that button... I'm going to count you in. Count me in, but I've got to get my... Anyway, this is this is quite rapid fire, so I'm just getting my breath. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a special review for you of the Melbourne Cup. I hope you've warmed up. up because nothing like a rusty gusset to <laughs> screw up a good rap. Okay, I'm going to count right, you in. I'm going to DJ go through DJ Greta. Play that track. What's Play that, that track? DJ, DJ Bubbles after Michael Jackson. DJ Larrikin. <laughs> Chipmunk. What was it? Chipmunk. Chimpanzee. Okay, I'm going to go three, two, one. Right. I'm going to hear playing. That's your cue. You can figure out the volume levels. I will. <laughs> whether I'm too loud, screechy. Okay, I'm off mic. You Hit ready? it. Three, two, one. My name is Hannah. And on today's rap review, I'll be zeroing in on a special public event, the Melbourne 
Cup Day. This is going to be rapid fire, so strap in. Now, the first question that you've got to ask yourself is, right, it's a popular event, but is it a worthy institution or a step back in our evolution? Good point. Well, I actually have a few. Let's run this through to its logical conclusion. Yes, it's early, but I don't have to be physically there, not like it differs year after year. Burn! No, I'll be fair on both sides. I, I'm, I'll be unbiased, I swear, guys. First impressions. Now, there's a nice party vibe, celebratory. Everybody feels alive. A day off in a sea of nine to fives, but just because it's popular doesn't make it right. Look, a rich white woman with a VIP pass who laid a shit of pants pass out on the grass. So refined. <laughs> Commercials had me hopeful, guys, but the reality changed my mind. Here's some stats about gambling. You hardly ever win. It's the equivalent of throwing all your money in the bin. Technically, think about it. It's mass theft. Rich men fingering your pockets for what little you have left. We cut penalty rates just the other day. Now we're pissing all our life savings away. Yay, and it's the same if you want the horses or the people to behave. Give them ketamine. Ah, you know what I mean. Medicate the masses, machinations go unseen. Fascinators, fascinators, if we add inebriation, drunk, driggity, drunk, driggity, drunk, drunk, no. Let's be fair. In the end, we're all winning. It's a lovely day we can spend with our friends, but not really. Let's not ask the horses about their end of the deal. We've already asked those English-speaking horses how they feel. See if this is the good life and the peak of man's ambition. Then I'm afraid your imagination has been tainted by late capitalism. I'm laughing. So to summarise, for the amount of horses that get out alive, I'm afraid I'm going to have to rate this public holiday a lowly zero out of five. Thank you for tuning into this week's rap review. Next week, I'll be rating my period. <laughs> oh my god! Whoa, I ran that out was of breath. Incredible. Sadly, radio is not a visual medium, but I quickly knew that I had to be on the floor, and so I just spent that, that entire was thing under a the desk. Struggle. That was incredible. I lost my breath. <laughs> I lost my mind. Right. It was also really informative. Yeah. Maybe I should re-record it with I'm not like, I have a punctured lung. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just saw you and I lost it. Because she was literally on the floor rolling back and forth like a set, like one of those like slaters that had like lost it. You know the slaters with the the shells and they get on there if you can't get mm, up again? Yeah, I was a bit like that. Lindsay's much more demure than me. She just turned away. (laughs) Hey, we've had a message from Sparky. If this is a men's event... Why do women get to wear better clothes? Yeah, I'm with you, Sparky. But do they look at those fascinators? Oh, come on. I've got hat face. You know I love a fascinator. <laughs> but they... I, 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 I'm with Sparky on that. Though a lot of the horses are female. And are that's they? Yeah. And that's, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's one of my gripes, hmm. is that it's the time of the year in the back section of the sports where female humans don't get featured because female horses do. Like, what? it kind of shows you... Like, you'll, you open up tomorrow... Like you'd know, though. There'd be like hu- there's huge pictures of horses everywhere mm. and then the women's sport just, like... <laughs> just disappears into the... <laughs> into the... Where is it gone? So, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm still recovering from your rap. <laughs> uh, text us in, though. Um, Ooh, yeah. 0427 JOY 949. That's 0427 569 949. Have you ever been to the races... And would you go again? I think Sparky raises an interesting point about so kind of the expectations about how people sort of present and the gender kind of stereotypes that come along with the races. Because I guess for a lot of, lot of women going, it's a chance to sort of like dress up and like wear your finest and mm. like dress to impress I, uh, for a lot of women going to the event mm. tomorrow and also... Um, the races throughout the season. Um, I think also, though, it is a chance for men to dress up as well. And there's definitely, I think, probably as much of an expectation on men to sort of, like, dress up and look the part as there Mm. is on women. It would be nice to get in a time machine and um, go back to some of the earlier races and just to see how they sort of unfolded Mm. in terms of was the gambling is rife i I Mm. actually know that it was but you know was the drinking part of the culture back then or was there genuinely more of an interest in don't get me wrong i know there are people who know what they're talking about when it comes to horses but a fair chunk of people that go to these events Mm. aren't necessarily there Mm. because they're um horse racing experts Mm. you're a 21st century woman on joy 
listening to Feminist Birthdays, a very accurately named title for a segment where each week we wish a happy birthday to a remarkable woman. This week's Feminist Birthday goes out to Conchita Wurst. Conchita Wurst is the stage persona of Austrian singer and drag queen Thomas Ewerth, or Tom, who was born on 6th of November 1988. Tom uses masculine pronouns when talking about himself but feminine pronouns when referring to Conchita. I'll be referring to his first name as Tom because I don't speak German and it will be more enjoyable listening for everybody if I stick with what I know. Tom was born in northern Austria. In 2007, he began his singing career on the third season of an Austrian TV talent show called Star Mania. Afterwards, Tom became a member of the band Jets Anders, an Austrian band put together by the show. Not unlike Bardo or One Direction, just significantly less popular and less memorable. The four-piece band released one album in their short-lived time together before disbanding in the same year that they were formed. Tom began appearing as Conchita in 2011. In that year, Conchita came second in the Austrian pre-selection for the Eurovision Song Contest in 2012. She lost out to a group with this song. The group scored eight points in their semi-final. One from Iceland, two from Belgium and five from Switzerland. Suffice to say, the group didn't make it to the grand final. Conchita was selected to represent Austria in the 2014 contest in Copenhagen. Her song Rise Like a Phoenix won the contest. This was the second time Austria won the competition. The last time was in 1966. Austria had come last eight times and received zero points in four competitions. Although the Eurovision Song Contest aims to be strictly non-political, it can't be a coincidence that Conchita's win coincided with a law in Russia the same year, restricting the rights of LGBT people. This was also a few months after Russia annexed Crimea, and understandably, tensions in Europe were high. Since then, Conchita has gone on to attend Pride Parades in London, Madrid, Stockholm, Antwerp and Manchester. She's appeared in fashion shows, given speeches for the European Parliament and the United Nations, written a book, released an album, and even performed at the Sydney Opera House. Happy birthday, Conchita. You're listening to Joy. Lindsay, you mega fan. <laughs> That's my mic's not on. That doesn't help. <laughs> Lindsay, you mega fan. <laughs> oh. Yes, happy birthday, Conchita. I have... I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the show before, but I am a huge Eurovision fan. Huge. Mm. Yeah, I like Eurovision. We love it. Mm. Whenever the Well, Well, Well team play a Eurovision song, she's always like, oh, and this is so-and-so, and they came in at this place. I love this song. And she isn't talking, she's just standing there vibrating. It's really weird. It's like... Speaking of vibrating, the texts have been going off. We've had two lovely messages from Troy Murphy. He says, first of all, that the rap was amazing. Oh, Agreed. it's true. sweetheart. Thanks, Troy. Troy go on, goes on to say, because uh, we were talking about, we're mm. talking about um, the Melbourne Cup and racing and, you know, maybe it could be a better public holiday. But, of course, we had to address the fashion and how mm. Sparky talked about, uh, messaged in and said, hey, women get to have more fun with their clothes. Troy's written in and said, race fashion is just as stressful for men too. There has been massive conversation this year about men wearing sockets. Or no socks. So I think sockets are the little mm. secret mm. sexy ones that are hidden mm. within your shoe with their designer shoes. Oh, the stress, lol, says Troy. <laughs> Ruffle chopped up. I didn't realise these things were going on. It's a big debate. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think, like, sockets or socks, just as long as you're wearing something on your feet, because I hate 
No socks and shoes. <laughs> just personally. Just me too. Just because the odour or? It just grosses me out. Troy, mm. let us know if you do wear socks or sockets or if you're a barefoot man. <laughs> we want to know. We want to know. Uh, and we also yeah. want to know, have you been to the races? And would you go again? Text mm. us in 0427 569 uh, I think an interesting kind of in a similar vein to being um, sockless at the <laughs> Melbourne Cup is also being legless. It's a big jump oh, there that I've taken. God, <laughs> God one, Lindsay. But yes. I think I've done it okay. I think a common theme of events like this, as we mentioned before, we were talking about all the bad things to do with the Melbourne Cup. One of them is the culture of binge drinking, which... Is uh, just goes hand in hand with events like this. But one thing in particular that I think comes up every year around the Melbourne Cup is women at the Melbourne Cup being probably mm. a bit, you know, having a few too yeah. many drinks. And I think this was particularly came up a lot last year. Um, there was, I think, an Instagram dedicated to, I think it was called Drunk Girls of Melbourne Cup, mm. uh, just posting photos of women in various states of intoxication in the mm. Melbourne Cup um, in various states. What is, what is like, the... the um, uh, what is the hook with that? Is it the upskirt shots? Because there's always a hook. You know what I mean? There's a reason why it's women, not men. I think it's just, like, s- making fun of silly-looking women mm. on the... Inter- I don't think it necessarily has is sexual connotations. Like, mm. maybe it's in there, but I think more... You know what I mean? Like, s- there's somehow lends itself to ridicule in some way. Mm. I think it's also visually... Demure, is it the demure outfits? And you like to... We like yes. to see someone who's whose looks appears upper class mm. stumbling. Or- I think it's because you're so dressed up at the start of the day in terms of heels, mm. you're wearing something in your hair, which they do get. Heels and having things pressing against your head, it does get uncomfortable mm. pretty quickly. Ask drag queens. All the sort of fuss that goes into you making your outfit, mm. usually not always um, when you identify as female, so therefore you're, I don't know, you could just have more things happening on your body, right? Mm. As a result, you've got more things you want to take off mm. as the day unravels. So I think the photos are kind <laughs> Isn't of... is there a woman last year who's, who's running around in um, underpants, like cream underpants or... See, I think that's where I'd head as well. You'd get so sick of wearing the dress. And I think also as a society we sort of accept that men drink and that's okay mm. and yet we're still a bit judgmental of women obviously ideally no one binge drinks because it's really mm. bloody bad for you mm. but um i you know one has mm. to accept that it'll happen um i think that's where the i, I use quotation marks here humor lies mm. sort mm. of like oh women are still proper but they're not mm. but yet we want to sort of make fun yeah there's there's a bit of an edge to it Got a text from Troy again. Hello, Troy. I wear sockets. Yuck, the smell of feet. Men are unhygienic enough without any extra help. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty unhygienic. Oh, it's Tony from um, Andrew and Troy show coming up next. Sorry, Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Troy, I said earlier that I wasn't going to contribute to the show tonight, and yet here I am making mistakes. Troy, we love you. Woo! Thank you. Yeah, I I don't know. I, there's something there's something extra going on there. I can't quite figure it out. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? I think men just have I think a lot more leeway in terms of getting drunk and doing silly things. Mm. I think they get away with it a lot more than women do, and mm. there's definitely like a lot less guilt attached to it like if i have a theory no you go greta i was just gonna say i have a cousin love him to bits actually gonna see him tomorrow morning um (laughs) he was a bit of a goose in his early 20s and was always getting up to sort of trouble the sort of trouble that we might say well not us but society might say oh boys will be boys Mm. that kind of stuff lovely guy never heard anyone great guy but you know having a bit too much fun out and about he went on a trip to vegas with a bunch of mates and everyone in the family said go have fun have the time of your life yeah (laughs) if i went to vegas someone who's being a goose but never really gotten in any serious trouble thank goodness my my whole family would be like be careful be safe. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. Do you really think you should be? Have you done? Mm. That's where the problem lies. Mm. Even though the member of the family who's way more sensible overall, 
He's or historically, that's interesting. would get treated like the one who isn't uh, sensible. Babied. There's something in that. You are a bit fragile looking. Your skin's very pale and <laughs> yeah, translucent. It's tr- I just want to like... <laughs> it's true. I'm like, I want to dab you with like handkerchiefs or something. <laughs> Here's an interesting line of thought though. I once read something about the fact that, you know, politicians, male politicians all wear the same thing like blue suits, mm. and therefore they make themselves less of a target. Oh, and also and collective strength in that, in a uniform. exacerbated yeah. by the boring political speech, which is so, so boring and so obtuse that, that no one targets them. But then when Julia Gillard came along in her, you know, wearing something different... You know what I mean? Of course. Red hair, just even the slightest difference. It was like it was. She was an easy target because women wear, you know, dare I say it, louder clothing. They're not wearing by comparison as a uniform. They're not wearing boring. You know, we have more options. Just like we've been talking about in terms of the Melbourne Cup and the sort of fashion side of the event. Yeah, and I find I find. When I'm sort of creating characters, often the, the funniest ones are those female characters, like, you know, the teenagers. But rarely ever will there be, like, an interesting, like, you know, straight, white, older male character. Funny you, know you should I mean? say that because I dressed up as Carl Stefanovic for Halloween <laughs> and I loved it. I was so into character. I was so into it. No, that was just... I saw a, that. That was great. A segue into a story yeah. about my personal life. Um, no, I saw, the, I saw that photo. It was great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. But I can see where you're coming from. I think there's probably a lot more scope to Duh. make fun of... I think there's just, like, a lot more potential in, like, mm. female... Like, women being drunk. Mm. I think there's more to play on there than just, There's more like, comedy there. Yeah, than just, like, the boys having yeah. some gags. Sparky's hit the nail on the head. We've had another message in 0427 Men all look the same in photos. Yeah, as a general rule, that's a fair... Particularly mm-hmm. at the races. Women in brackets, with the fun outfits, put a lot more effort into their looks. Higher you climb, harder you fall. Mm. Good thought, Sparky, because it really is true. Mm. And when you get dressed up, I have to get dressed up this weekend, when you get dressed up, you do feel a bit vulnerable Mm. because it's obvious that you've put in an effort. Mm. And therefore... It's sort of like, says the person who looks like they're a stagehand in a play (laughs) right now. But, you know, when you put in more effort, you you do want people to say nice things and you do. Mm. And then, of course, if you have a bit too much Mm. to drink, like I was saying, it all comes apart. You are Mm. making yourself a target. Mm. And when you're up on the table after a couple of tequilas going, tap the tambourine, Jimmy! <laughs> That's when you really become a target. <laughs> You're on 21st Century Women on Joy. Twenty first century women on Joy with Lindsay, Hannah, and Greta exploring the fun side of feminism. Woo! Tonight we're exploring the fun side of the Melbourne Cup and the races. If you didn't know there was one, that's the noise. <laughs> there is, and we found it. Uh, and now I'm about to come out. Gunt flaps ahoy, <laughs> and. Share a little secret that I've been sitting oh, on for the out, last out your gunt flaps fourteen weeks. <laughs> One of the highlights of my younger years, my youth, uh, I think I've mentioned before, I think on our Yes episode, I revealed to everyone how a lot of my younger years were shaped around the different TV shows that I watched. Mm. And that is yet yeah, very true of my youth. And mm. a big part of my youth was watching shows about horses. Not, not necessarily about horses, just horse-related shows. Mm. The main ones that I'm thinking of were The Saddle Club, McLeod's Daughters <laughs> and Outriders. See, those, all those shows have a bit of a les, leso vibe. Mm. About, oh, know, they're like leso ass. Horsey, horse-loving women. Oh, it's great. 
I think that. <laughs> did you two ever watch that? That's them? why Margaret and David never hired me. <laughs> This is me. Yeah. I watched Saddle Club. Mm. Uh, did you love it? I was maybe dash too old for it, but yeah, I did. Mm. Didn't watch McLeod's Daughters. Oh, you missed out. I know. I feel that. And I hadn't heard of Outriders. Oh. Is it about gay people who, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who like shunned. to gallop? <laughs> yeah. No. Shunned to live with horses. <laughs> we shouldn't joke. That's probably happening somewhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, no, no, <laughs> bring it up, bring it down. Bring it up, bring, bring it down. down. Uh, Outriders <laughs> was on Channel Win, as we called it in the country. Channel 9, as you city slickers oh, we call had, it. We had Win. City slickers. <laughs> I live in an apartment. <laughs> Uh, so it was about, I can't remember the plot precisely, but it was a family living in the country somewhere. They all had horses. Abby Cornish mm. was uh, the star of the show. And, yeah, they just went on little adventures. Mm. And there was, again, riding horses, which <laughs> was... Wait, hang on. Were there horses in the show? I'm not... I tuned out for a bit there, Lindsay. <laughs> which was one of the main highlights to me because growing up, I used to take horse riding lessons every week. You're so mm. lucky. And every week I fell off. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> I am just not very coordinated. Mm. Uh, but I just had this fantasy of me being a horsey person. <laughs> but are you? Did you used to draw them? Because my sister's horsey. <laughs> Is it like what, like you whinnying around your lounge room? Or? No, horses, horse people are a specific type of people. Mm. Like my sister constantly drew horses. She also rode them. Mm. She's deep into it. For some reason, I... Maybe I didn't show an interest, but I actually love horses too. But I'm allergic to them. But I still you're love allergic them. to horses. Yeah, and it's what is bad. It? Really, how it's bad? Like, it's like ba- worse than cats. What? It's Are like, you allergic mm, to cats too? Itchy, scratchy. Yeah, yeah I am. It Did was, your throat close over? No, but it more more likely to do so with horses. <gasps> oh, yeah. But I love them, so I'll just smash an antihistamine, <laughs> <laughs> rub your face, and like open up their jaw and get in. <laughs> Hello, Mister. It's Greta Larrikin here. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Have you ever seen a polo horse or a like a Melbourne Cup style horse in the flesh? No. Are they no. huge? They are. And please correct me if I'm wrong, 0427 Joy 949, but my understanding of them is that they're just gently, just a whisper undertrained. Oh. They are really jumpy. They are huge. They're quite, mm. they've just got a real... When did you see one? Huh? Oh, this is a long story. But <laughs> I... <laughs> dot points, Greta. Dot points. I basically had to do a quick lesson in how to ride a horse. And in the stables <laughs> where I was doing that lesson, there was a mm. like a racing style horse. And it was just constantly flaring its nose. They just don't, I don't believe, I could be wrong, mm. but I don't think they spend, you know, they're not as... They're not as I want to say mollycoddled. So, socialized. Yeah, they're not like like if you have a horse mm. on a farm and you're playing, you know, it's, it becomes more like mm. a dog almost. Not really, but <laughs> they're, you know, they're a bit more used to humans. Polo horses as well because they've got to be a bit more flighty. Mm. They've got to move fast. It's not rest, would you say? <sighs> Potentially, they're not like the. <laughs> They're not like the, those, you know, horses in the city that are used to the cars and everything that can mm. deal with pulling carts and stuff. They're not mm. exposed to things. And they're bloody big, which gets me on to my next point. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm not going to talk much on the show tonight. <laughs> you have been ravaging. Uh, here I am. Now, I ranted about this on the G-spot the other morning, but I'm going to say it again. Jockeys are what? My height, a little bit shorter, about five foot. And they have to maintain a certain weight. I think it's under 55, 53 kilograms. But they obviously need strength to handle horses. To an extent, these horses kind of handle themselves, side note. But, you know, you need a little bit to sort of steer it and control it and stuff. (laughs) Um, Which goes back to animal cruelty, which we don't agree with. But anyway, most jockeys that we see... Now, I get that there are female jockeys out there. Don't get me wrong. My argument is that we take our general population of men usually aren't as short as women and they usually don't weigh 53 kilograms. We're taking them and we're pounding them into this really specific sort of size and frame when we could just have women doing the job. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect example of a sport that, in my opinion, should be Mm. 
women. Mm. It really should. And I know there are female jockeys out there, but we don't get to see them when, when it matters, and tomorrow is when it matters. And that's mm. why it was so important that Michelle Payne won mm. those years ago. Absolutely. Because it just proved a point in the best yeah. possible way that gender in this sport doesn't matter yeah. at all. It should be a non-gender sport. Well, what does that say? They don't trust women with a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just don't let them on those horses. They'll lose millions. <laughs> They'll probably spend it all on eBay and Shopify. <laughs> Is Whoa, I love women. it. <laughs> Is more women as jockeys... Like, competing in the Melbourne Cup, though, is that really a win for feminism, though? Like, is it a win Mm. for feminism if they're competing in something that is so inherently not good? Mate, Mm. do I look that intelligent? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Greta's providing more problems, not solutions. (laughs) When you put it like that, no. But, well, I guess Mm. it goes back to the old thing of, like, you don't want Oh, but then you could... But hang on. You don't want to... You could apply that argument to mm. bloody anything. Like, all the politicians at the moment are half-British goosebags, right? <laughs> We're slowly getting rid of them all. Um, I'd like the Brits. I nothing against the, the people of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying everyone's got yeah. dual citizenship. But you could argue that most politicians are donkeys, mm. but we want women in politics, mm. like donkeys, see what I did there? So you could pull this argument back on a lot of, so mm. I hear you, if the Melbourne Cup is going to exist and if we are going to have a day off for it and us three can't stop it, then I think, yes, female jockeys. If we can put a stop to it, well, then mm. who, you know? Can't beat them joining them. Yeah, mm. unfortunately. Mm. I don't know if I like that train of thought but that's what came out mm. interesting you know and it's a bit like that the whole the argument against you know capitalism is not inherently feminist it's quite you know it's very patriarchal and and yet you have women like you know cheryl sandberg who are leaning into that whole you know subscribing to patriarchal forms of power have you and arguably beyonce no they say you know that's some people's criticism, Beyonce Knowles is doing the same thing, mm. um, perpetuating that system, just joining it, not overthrowing it, that that mm. was the original. But I don't know. There's so many, there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of, tra- you know, trains of thought and theories. And Have either of you two ever put down a bet, placed Never. a bet? Oh, well, uh, footy tipping. Mm. Okay. Each year. Okay. But that takes a bit of skill. Oh. <sighs> Not, not when I do it. <laughs> no, I, uh, besides footy tipping, I think it's $10 entry each year that goes into like a kitty for the winner to take if they win. Besides that, no, I don't think I've ever put a bet on. Mm, I have. Yeah. I, I haven't put a bet on horsing, racing. Yeah. GG horsing, horsing about. Yeah. I, <laughs> I Bojack have, Horseman. I have Bojack Horseman, horsey. Horsing around. Bovine betting, none of that. Mr. Ed? No. <laughs> I'm out. You're out. Um, but I have um, been to the CAS and done um, some... I used to do... I used to oh, here get we go. on the... Uh, <laughs> this is a bit of an admission. I used to get on the roulette. Your roulette kidding. table. I did. I've actually lost a couple of hundred on that. Okay, that's not that's Yeah, and that's why, that's why I don't gamble because I, once I'm up, I, I get greedy yeah. and I get on the red train. That's what we used to say, getting on the red train <laughs> or getting on the black train now. You know, you... you I don't know how it works. <laughs> well, I clearly didn't either. I didn't either. I won a... Like, I won a bit of money once and I just squandered it all, doubled down and walked away feeling very... I was going to say, pussy strangle. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I've forgotten how to English, but yeah, that's what happened. That's my life, guys. Just a series of tragedies. I've I've, um, probably put in $2 for like the sweep for Melbourne Cup, but then I got on a high horse. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. 
Mm. <laughs> I got on a high horse over the last few years and I've even stopped doing that because mm. gambling is... Um, the ABC recently did a podcast. What's the show called? All in the Mind. Mm. They recently did an episode about gambling, which I highly recommend you um, look into and listen to. And that's... I mean, I believed this before I heard that episode, but it's just so addictive. I don't think I have an addictive personality, but I don't in any way mm. want to support it. The ads shouldn't be on TV. The government needs to sort... The, uh, the dual citizens of Australia <laughs> need to sort that out. We should not have gambling ads on our TV <laughs> I screens. Like what you did there. I oh, very on, angry. <laughs> you're on 21st Century Women on Joy. You're on 21st Century Women on Joy with Lindsay, Hannah and Greta. Exploring the fun side of feminism and the fun side of horse racing tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The Melbourne Cup is upon us again for another year tomorrow, first Tuesday of November. And before we wrap out the show at 10 o'clock, I wanted to ask, is the Melbourne Cup feminist? No. Not big. No. All right, pretty general consensus then, not feminist. That's it. Not see you next week. (laughs) 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 Of course, Andrew and Troy are coming up and we love them. And a big thank you to Troy for messaging in earlier. And, of course, Sparky as well for reaching out and sharing your Mm. thoughts on the cup. Andrew and Troy, oh, the energy. I love it. They're Mm. such good fun through till uh, 11 p.m. tonight. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've got... Plenty of other options if you don't want to celebrate the cup. What do we have? Big picnic day, Beltane, you can celebrate spring. Bermuda day, you can wear some shorts even though it's going to be 14 degrees tomorrow. Or you can learn more about um, the country that you live in, our Indigenous community. You can get out, you can take off your shoes and feel the grass between your toes. Mm. Mm. I think I might do that. I think I might go to the park tomorrow. I have to go on a bit of a walk tomorrow morning to Mm. deliver something to someone. That sounds 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 really (laughs) sus. What are you delivering? Will we find out next week? <laughs> if you're here next week. episode. <laughs> Fantastic. I've got just a quick question to um, take us up to 10. Anyone a fan of those miniature horses? Shetland ponies? Yeah. Um, uh, you, horse face. Oh, so, oh, <laughs> you think about <laughs> Cats. Horse face. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I was to have a horse, my preference would not be for a Shetland pony. What would your mm. preference be, Lindsay? I uh, remember Garnet from the Saddle Club. She was black. No, I don't. What the? Oh, she was beautiful. <laughs> I remember the horse's name. Oh, she remembers the horse's name. <laughs> she was a beautiful horse. She, unfortunately, she died. So if you missed the oh. show, it's a spoiler. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that on the cast really list on IMDb. <laughs> she Garnet. might be there. A horse is a horse, of course, Along of course. with Ruby and Cold Blood. Yeah, and Diamond, the Diamond. shiny horse. <gasps> That's another great thing to information superhighway search is those shiny gold horses from, I think, the Middle East. Mm. You what? haven't gotten amongst that? Have they glittered them up? Or? Nah, mate. They're just like... The campus horse has gone round. Really? We've just bred them to be magic. That's screwed. It's booful. The, oh, that's yeah. how my niece and now my whole family say the word beautiful. Booful. <laughs> They're booful. Booful. <laughs> You've been on 21st Century Women with Lindsay, Hannah and we've been booful. Greta for the last hour. Whoa, felt <laughs> longer, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Figuring out the fun side of feminism and the fun side of the Melbourne Cup and the races. If you are a gambler, Good luck tomorrow. <laughs> that was really sinister. <laughs> You're Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.